want to talk about other stuff? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about um, minimalism because this is this is uh, loosely related. I mean, the the idea is that uh, meditation clears out the mind, and minimalism cleans out <laughs> your fucking house. Well, I don't. I, don't I, I mean, I'm gonna fight you on that point. I don't think meditation is clearing out your mind. It's being aware of what your mind is doing. Yeah. Really? I, okay, so maybe maybe then I'm thinking of something else, and, and this ties in because I'm, I, I internally have referenced it as like emotional minimalism. Um, the, the idea being that so much of the things that we go through on a, like a daily basis or a, a, in the course of our lives, we, we start out, and I'm going to get woo-woo for a second, so bear with me. Like we start out as this like, tiny point of consciousness it's like a a completely naive identity we are born and we know nothing and we care about nothing and we fear nothing except what falling is the only natural fear that we have when we're born everything else is learned and acquired so as we grow we start learning things and we start picking up affinities for certain things and aversions to other things Um, and over time that becomes our identity it becomes who we are but what that actually means is that there's this this tiny little spark of what we actually are and a shitload of emotional baggage that we've picked up along the way that informs that tiny spark of who we are, how we are going to talk about the world, how we're going to interact with it or feel about it or, you know, if we're going to say yes or no to something. It, like all of these big decisions are, are kind of informed by well and obviously this turns into a nature over nurture you know or vice versa kind of argument but in terms of the things that we can consciously be aware of um, a lot of it ends up being shit that we picked up through our parents through our friends through experiences that we've had previously through books that we've read and music that we've heard um, and so much of it is optional uh, so I, I have this specific memory of being 16 or 17 and I was just like a miserable kid. Like I was the perfect example of the kid who had no problems and therefore needed to invent a lot of problems. So I had my, you know, I had my black hair dye and my baggy chain covered pants and my static X t-shirt and I was like listening to new metal and I'm like you know, corn is playing and it's something sad and miserable. And, and I just, I remember like thinking that the world was against me and everything was so out to get me and, and all this stuff. And, and then I took mushrooms and, uh, when I took the mushrooms, it forced meditation on me or it forced that like be alone with your thoughts thing. Exactly. And what ended up happening to me was I kind of zoomed out from all of the, I zoomed out from like being in my world to looking at my world. And so instead mm-hmm. of, instead of like being who I am and looking at the world through the lens of my experiences and my, my relationships, I was able to kind of hover above it and look at everything in my life as kind of like a, a box that I had to carry around. And so some of it really looks trivial when you look at it oh I'm sad because I told a girl that I liked her and she made fun of me and I've been carrying that around as like well I'm you know I'm this like 
outcast and nobody loves me. Well, no, that girl like made fun of me to her friends because I had black hair and fucking rainbow shoes on. Like, of course she made fun of me. Um, but, but, you know, each of these things, each of these, these weights that I was carrying, it seemed really trivial when I was able to look at it without the emotional attachment of it being mine. Like, yeah, you you lose the sense of self. It's not it's not your stuff. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. And and from an emotional standpoint, I think that a lot of our our emotions and the things that we carry around are the same way. We we drag around our experience as if it's a vital part of who we are, but it's really not. Like we are like we are. We we exist. But all the memories and bullshit that we bring into it and our, our grudges and our like judgments on things, whether or not we'll ever eat octopus or snails or things like that, like th- those little tiny things that, that kind of block us into a corner. Like we decided when we were five years old that we wanted a picket, ha- a picket fence and two dogs and three kids and, and all this shit. Like, you tell yourself these things once and you never examine those thoughts ever again and it becomes this weight that you drag around unless you actively take inventory of what's in your life and what you like do i need to be carrying this do i need this or do i just have an emotional junk drawer chock full of shit from 30 years of being alive that i've never once examined but i keep it there because it's mine i feel like you just perfectly described what meditation actually is. <laughs> uh, awesome. I, I'm glad that I was able to do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think like, yeah, that was a very accurate representation of my experience. One with having the, the similar experience as you with, uh, with taking psychedelics, but also my experience over the last year or two with the meditation practice is like, it's, and I feel weird just continuing to go back to the meditation practice, but it's interesting because this is like one thing where I really get the sense that you're like, ah, it's not for me. And it may not be, but I think you're thinking about, uh, the meditation practice as a woo woo center yourself, be one with the universe. When in reality, I think at its, at its core, it's much more what you just described. And it's this ability to, to understand that you are not all the things that you've been carrying around and Mm. you just exist. Like you're not, you're not someone that's just having experiences. Like you're just part of the experience yourself as you, as you live and go through life. And if you never step back and look at what you've accumulated over, over the years, then you, you feel like you have to be that way when in reality, you don't. Yes, that that I think is is so interesting because um, it, it, I have I always I've tried to come up with a cool way to phrase this and I can't I can't find a way a cool way to phrase this. So it's it's definitely cheesy, but I feel like it's the difference between being someone that the world happens to as opposed to someone that happens to the world. Like being able to to take that step back and really take an emotional inventory if you can cast off all the shit that's just weighing you down and doesn't actually add any value to your life it's like getting a superpower because instead of these these sets of of hardwired rules that 
govern your behavior? Oh, he just showed me disrespect. Therefore, I must hate him. And therefore, I can't go to these places where he will be because it will be unpleasant. You can go, that guy just disrespected me. Did he mean to? I doubt it. I'm going to let it go. Like you just, you get a moment, like you get a moment to think about what just happened and then you can decide. And if somebody really did wrong you, it also prevents you from flying off the handle and saying something hurtful as opposed to just saying, Hey, um, that wasn't cool. What's going on? And or you can also just let that go. Yeah, well, you, you know can, what I mean? You can just let it go. It depends on whether or not it's somebody that you need in your life. But if it's, you know, if it's like a yeah, significant other and they say something scathing, did they say it because they wanted to hurt your feelings or because they had a shitty day and they're handling it poorly? Like those, they're very, those are different things. And if you treat them like the same thing, then it's, you know, it's a problem. Um, but so that, that's, that's my emotional minimalism. And, and honestly, if that's what you look at meditation as, then I meditate. Like I, I do that regularly, but I do it differently. I don't, I don't make time to sit down and, and like, I don't know, specifically meditate. I just, I find the spaces in my day where I can sit quietly and like kind of take a beat and say, all right, how do I feel right now? Like, am I, am I happy? Mm -hmm. Am I excited? Am I dreading something? Like, do I feel anxious? Where am I at? And then you can, you know. So I find that I do that a lot too. The, The meditation practice, like, and I'm not even sure, like I've only been doing it for a while. I'm not sure if it's something I will continue to do a practice like that. Um, at least I would, I would for, from right now, I think I will, uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. It may not be sit down in a specific area for 20 minutes and do it. That is just my, that's just practice. That's getting me in the habit of doing that more often. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you may already be in the habit. That's what that is for me. It's like going to the gym. Like if you, if you like walk around and you're constantly moving and stretching and like throughout your day, you're just active. Like, do you need to go to the gym? Um, depending on your goals, maybe yes, maybe not. Because mm-hmm. the, the goal of the gym is to get you in the practice of moving. Right. And so the goal of my meditation practice is to get me in the habit and the practice of, of kind of dropping into that state. Mm-hmm. And the more that I can do it outside of the practice, the better my life is. Yeah. 